I, yeah, I have two small businesses. I have Subflume, which is like my, my art business. So I do a lot of photography and stuff like that and like graphic design and help people like kind of build their businesses and stuff like that. Um, but then I have my sustainable passion, which I feel like is very directly correlated with this kind of conversation we're having, which is my little zero waste store that's curated all based on items that I genuinely found to be useful in my like zero waste journey. And then um, I also do earth-based spiritual readings. I was also telling my mom how we met and it was just like hilarious. Do you remember? I can't. Was it through Lori? It was weird. We were downtown Toronto. Okay. And I was with my friend Alyssa who we were doing a photography program together at the time and we had to get some shoots downtown and then I saw you and I think you're with your partner and I asked you if I could take a photo of you for a project and then you're like oh I I'm in a photography program too and I I remember this that's actually so weird I didn't I think I still have the photo um anyways it was just weird because I hadn't even thought about it either but it's so cool that we've like stayed connected yeah yeah, and um, I'm gonna like segue back to the wicker um, because I feel like this is actually like the perfect way to talk about this. Um, so yeah, I love your um, wicker shelf. I've been trying to find one for forever and I live in a pretty small town, um, but already they're pretty hard to come by in terms of like secondhand because I feel like they came back because now it's almost like become a trend to thrift and I'm all here for it like I feel like I could talk about 20 different things from this because you know I feel like there's like a lot of eco-friendly trends that are actually really beneficial and to that I'm like yes and then there's some things obviously where kind of greenwashing comes into effect but Mm. um but yeah I because I'm such a like slow shopper meaning that I wait for things to present itself rather than being like oh it's not available secondhand right away so I'm just gonna buy it new somewhere or something like that um I've yeah I've just like learned to be a bit more patient and that's one of those things that the wicker shelf I've just been waiting for forever to have my little like 70s decor but um yeah I think it, it makes it actually so much more exciting when you get it because you also feed off um, getting anything that actually you really didn't truly like want or need because you kind of go through these phases of what you know you're consuming and then you realize, yeah, what actually sticks with you and what doesn't. So it slows you down a lot. I also just think with like on that note, I think it's also, it is like more exciting. It's also more fulfilling. And then when you, like I mentioned to you before that this was actually my grandma's and I thought it was like the coolest thing ever and adorable. And she was excited to then give it to me and know whose hands it's in. And then also it comes like with a little story, you know, that I can pass on. Yeah. So every, every aspect of it. And then, you know, it's fulfilling in the sense that it gives back to you knowing that you're contributing to something like that rather yeah. than buying into this like constant cycle of just like, you know, having too much and like wanting too much. 10 things just kind of came to mind is how I think, you know, just because I'm very, I'm very much a holistic person. I see things physically, but I also see the kind of like energetic value of something. So for example, if you're getting something from someone who's an artist, it's like knowing how much time and effort went into like creating that piece of work. And even just down to like, even furniture, obviously like knowing someone 
as long as it's not like factory made, but like a lot of things come down to coming from someone or coming from a business. And so I think, um, I think of what I think of when I hear that story is like, it's so amazing that that's kind of almost like this family story now. And you can kind of share that and almost talk about the general, like the difference in generations. Like your grandmother's probably like, yeah, why do you want this? And you're saying, oh, this is like a trendy thing now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it will get handed down and, you know, it, it just kind of, continues onward but the same thing goes um I think especially as I become more of a conscious consumer with items that I get so for example if I'm buying clothes I usually or I always buy from either like a thrift store or I buy from a business that upcycles so then when someone compliments me I'll be like oh yeah it's actually this person and like mm -hmm. I know that that person is now you know they're they're receiving money for the energy they put into making this thing that I truly believe in and also I know exactly who and where my money's going towards versus you know maybe going towards a company that you're never going to see who that's benefiting if that makes sense and yeah. there's it's never really transparent so I think all items kind of have a story in that in that sense so mm -hmm. you know I feel like now that I've yeah, become more of a conscious consumer I I can kind of look around and I'll walk people through my place and I'll be like, I have a story to everything, which I, it wasn't like that a few years back before this kind of shift in my life. Mm -hmm. I like that you talk about like the energy being passed on to, or like the essence of whoever passed it on to you. Yeah. And when you think of like energetically, I'm sure this will, we'll talk about this a lot probably, but when it comes to money as energy and yeah. how a lot of people in their heads um kind of forget that when they like tap physically their card onto that debit machine that yeah. that's like an opportunity to make a choice and you know if you're privileged enough to be able to make that choice you're kind of taking responsibility in that moment and owning your decision but that yeah. the energy carries on from there and it doesn't just stop there it goes to whoever it is that you're supporting yeah so, yeah that's been like a really great visual for me and a really good like checkpoint every time I make a purchase to be like does this kind of align with my values and does this help me to be a better more compassionate human being you know yeah, yeah. in a weird way this kind of reminds me of the good place which I'm just finishing watching for the second time because I think it it talks that show if you've I've never watched it or if someone's never watched it it I find it talks a lot about kind of how yes you know there's no like perfect answer because things have become so complex however there's things that we can do that are better or like you know it doesn't mean that we shouldn't try and I definitely hear this a lot within like the zero waste community which I always try to strive to make it as accessible as possible um, especially as a small business, you know, I can't, it's really difficult because I'm like, I want to sell something cheap, but it's also hard to do that when it's coming from a small business. It's not from this factory that's like mass producing like thousands of a product, right? So I think, um, yeah, I especially hear this with zero waste. It's like, I feel like it's really easy for people, including myself, to get down on yourself and just be like, I'm just not going to try because I caved on this thing. And I feel like, especially during this time, I felt that at the beginning of kind of when all the COVID stuff hit because 
I was used to going in bulk barn to like refill all my stuff. And then I was just like, oh, I just have to cave and like, you know, buy a lot more products that weren't coming zero waste, which I was like, that's fine. But, um, but then I, I was like, it doesn't mean I shouldn't keep trying with other switches and stuff like that. And I feel like it's exactly what you're saying is I think the more I've become conscious of where I'm putting my money towards at first it feels difficult or almost like this looming like thing you just don't want to think about because you almost get that guilt too is like as you're getting better but also but then as you kind of move past that guilt or past that um I guess fear of change that kind of resides just deep within like humans it you or at least for myself I felt so much better like when I spend and in a weird way I ended up being able to save more money and also Mm -hmm. um like it just really honestly did shift everything for me I mean especially I I kind of call this I was actually talking about this the other day this is like my one year anniversary of like being of feeling good about the money I'm spending which you know obviously in the capitalistic structure of things that's a very you know privileged stance to have and I definitely acknowledge that um but you know it's just there's ways to make you feel better about spending money it doesn't mean you're gonna feel absolutely amazing every time it leaves your account but I think there's a difference between like the fear of letting something go um in order to properly provide for the person whose services you're giving towards and um feeling better about understanding where that's going towards and not feeling like you have to hold on to money because it's scarce, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I feel like (laughs) this is, like, such a big conversation topic, and I've been so obsessed with, like, money mindset and reframing my relationship with money, and this is such a big, like, aspect of our lives where this can come into play. Um, That whole, like, feeling of it coming back to you full circle yeah and like you said i i feel very similarly about it as well like it's almost like i i seem to have more at the end of the day Um, and it's that abundance mindset versus that scarcity mindset of like gripping on tightly to the money yeah Um, so and this is going to be the perfect way i think to talk about this um what you were saying really reminded me about how yeah how my money mindset has changed but also how I've tried to almost in a more subtle way help people create a better um consciousness around what they're spending because for example I do all my readings by donation because I want people to understand what an energy exchange looks like I think when I first started off doing readings I was charging a certain price and I felt like people were pretty reluctant and even I was reluctant to receive that. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to do them by donation. Uh, I feel like I've learned a lot about um, money as an energy exchange and other people have too, because now I view it as, you know, I'm going to, I believe so greatly in what I'm doing that I'm going to basically gift this to you like as a gift. And then afterwards, if you feel good about what you're receiving, then you can donate what feels best for you because then it makes it accessible especially in the spiritual community, I find there's a lot of inaccessibility. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I feel like that's like one of my biggest things is like spirituality is not meant to be something that's like inaccessible. It's something that's just a part of our lives. It's like we have our mind, our body and our spirits, like who we are as people. Um, 
But that doesn't mean that a service isn't just doesn't mean that every single person should do their services by donation or their goods by donation by any means. For example, I sell my zero waste products and they have set prices and I try to make them as accessible as possible. I think to me, it just is saying like, you know, if there are things we can do by donation, how can we help like trust in what we're putting out there and people and trust people to honor what energy we're putting out there into what we're giving as a service. And also if we are pricing something, how, yeah, how can we make it more accessible and how can we really portray the, I guess, value and what we're putting out there? Because I think it's easy because yeah, value is very subjective, especially from different classes to um, what people value in their life. And I feel like there's just such an amazing um, shift that happens when you really sit with the value of your work and have people who respect that and we don't take on so much what other people are projecting onto us in terms of like what you know discrepancies if that makes sense it's such a difficult <laughs> i guess topic to kind of narrow in because it's almost like you can do things by donation but you can also price things properly that's really interesting talking about the two back to back because it's so true and i'm i'm in the with like unfold and all the things that i'm trying to start up in the offerings and that that's been like a big challenge for me also with like photography or any project that I did that I'd kind of learned a lot about but was offering it for the first time it takes a while to yeah just get used to putting yourself out there and saying this is this is what it's worth and like you know navigating that for the first time um but it's that sounds really incredible what you're doing can you talk more about um your zero waste products yes so i don't remember when you actually started it yeah um i would love to talk a bit about this so basically i'll actually give pretty much the the, go from the beginning of the story but i'll try to make it as concise as possible so basically i started out my like a separate account that was actually called rocks comics and nice things um which is basically like the whole idea behind it was like a wholesome account because I was just dedicated to all these things I was into because I feel like one of my favorite compliments I get from a lot of friends is like, you're very wholesome. You have such like, almost like childlike excitement and passions about life. Um, And so yeah, initially I was just sharing a bunch of things I was very passionate about. And even if you go back to the beginning of my business account, I left everything up. And um, so I was sharing my record collection that I had my whole life, my rock collection that I've had my whole life, and then sustainability things. And I had just happened to have just moved to a small town and I came here and it had one small zero waste short, uh, store, but I, and I went to it and I was really excited, but it was, it was pretty small and it was pretty inaccessible. And there was some things that were happening in it that as yeah, the consumer or as the uh, customer, I was looking at it being like, this isn't really that sustainable or like that needed, if that makes sense. So I, I basically was navigating this town, trying to find these things. I was like, I was trying to find them locally. I was trying to find them accessibly. I was, I'm a, I just, you know, finished being a student about a year ago. Um, so it's like, I was trying to navigate all these things. And I was also watching all these products being sold that I was like, I don't think they're really that zero waste. I think they get shipped in like plastic. And I was just seeing all these things I didn't like. And I was struggling to find them in the world. So thus I was like, if I can't find it, I should just create it. 
and that was where just everything just shifted where I was like wow I can you know I was just I was struggling so much to find yeah what I what I was searching for that I was like why don't I create it because if I can't find it and I'm sure there's other people that are just like me I kind of put my I literally put myself in the role of like the person who literally was like the consumer the person who was trying to be ethical trying to buy things affordably and so it actually all technically started from um, the swab. So I've always loved like cotton swabs my whole life. I've always used them, but I hated how wasteful they were. So I'd been trying to find this like silicone swab for forever. Couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> and I finally found it at one shop here and I was so pumped. But then, yeah, the, and then I was, you know, trying to find these other items. I felt like it was pretty highly priced. So I was like, it's worth it. Cause you know, you buy it once, you never buy it again. Um, but yeah, I was kind of just like, I started under, understanding what I was desiring and how I can create that for the world because I assumed there was other people like me out there. So mm-hmm. thus I kind of just was posting my sustainable things being like, hey, this is stuff I care about. And, you know, I'm sharing with you guys, would you be interested if I, you know, selling these products? And I didn't even really need to hear an answer. I was just like, yeah, I should just try it. And it was really tough at first, um, as I'm sure you're saying you understand, like, it's not, it's like the day, the quote I will say is like the day you plant the seed is not the day it blooms. And <laughs> that's been my biggest thing to understand. And actually, I feel like I could segue into different life lessons here, but I've begun to really in, understand the enjoyment of the process rather than basing my happiness on like the end result, mm-hmm. which I think is a very, yeah, capitalistic consumer thing is to be like, once I'll be happy once I achieve this or once I have this once I have this item or once I achieve this business step. But actually, um, to quote Miley Cyrus, it's all about the climb. Um, So the journey is genuinely, like, is, like, the exciting factor. It's, like, when you go to play, like, a soccer game, are you based on, are you going to be happy based on, like, just the, if you'll win? It's, like, once you win, the game's done, but you actually just enjoy the process of playing. So, um, yeah, so then I basically started offering only products that I genuinely found to be useful. So for example, I really don't want to like sound like I'm hating on anyone that does this, but um, I just felt like there was a lot of green or eco-friendly products out there where I was kind of looking at it being like, this is almost adding something that someone should buy rather than swapping out a single use item, if that makes sense. So for example, I was like, I was like, I knew um, as a woman or like as someone who actually I shouldn't say as a woman, as a person who has a period, um, I was really frustrated with, you know, um, not being able to have like a reusable pad. I tried the Diva Cup and stuff like that and actually didn't work for my body type. And there was like a lot of inaccessibility around that too. So I was like, okay, I like really wanted pads. I basically got them for Christmas. I tried them myself and I was like, I really like this. I want to offer it. So everything wasn't me just buying it and being like, I'm going to start trying it today. Everything was like, I bought it from kind of like an external source and I started offering it myself. And I looked into how I could do that. I looked into how I can kind of create my own products. So I have a a mix between products that I offer and that I've, you know, gotten from some external source. And then I have products that I offer that I create myself. So my favorite one being the um, upcycled zero waste dry shampoo. I was always, I hated the like, 
you know, I love the idea of not showering as much because it helps sustainably, but then yeah, these aerosol cans are just not a thing. So I started going to different like thrift stores and upcycling used um, salt and pepper shakers. And then I created a foundation for different hair types and styles because I have like really thin, greasy brunette hair. So I was like, I don't want like this white stuff on me. So basically I custom make them depending on people's hair type. If it's too, like if their hair is like, you know, certain style or if you have more greasy hair or if you get more like, if you have a certain hair color and stuff like that. So yeah, it's kind of basically just me creating things that I knew people like me were seeking, if that makes sense. So it's not like I just offer things that I don't, I literally only offer things I basically use every day. So um, for example, I swapped out uh, one of my favorite things I discovered was like the Swedish dish dishcloth. I just was like, oh, it's just another dishcloth. And I'd gotten it for Christmas and then started using this. And I was like, wow, this like actually feels like <laughs> a paper towel. And it's like you buy it once for what, like $7. And then you literally don't have to buy paper towel for a whole year. So that saves you so much money. So just all these genuine switches where I try to drive home to people that it's like, not only is it sustainable, but it's like you buy it once and you know, if you buy a roll of paper towels, that's probably like seven bucks, 10 bucks, something like that. And that happens once versus if you, yeah, get a Swedish dish cloth, then, you know. Do you remember when you started, um, like shifting your mindset about, um, like waste and when you started to get curious about zero waste products before you even had a business? Cause th this is really cool. Like you've basically created a business, but I feel like, I feel like if you weren't, connected to your truth and knowing what you care about and what you value that maybe wouldn't have come to fruition so yeah. it's, it's really interesting like how do you think you got there where you're like this is something I really care about yeah it's funny because I actually grew up in a home that <laughs> my mom was one of those people just like bought all the like um water bottles individually and seeing where she was at to like where she's at now it's kind of cool because I've almost influenced her to like make all these switches, but yeah. before, and then before me, like before I helped my mom with this switch and then before me, I actually feel like I was really inspired by two major kind of one event and one person. Mm -hmm. um, I have a friend and she actually has a small biz business called Eco Bake Oven. And we were in the photography program at Ryerson and I always just kind of admired her from afar. We were kind of friends. We'd talk every here and there, but, and we actually became closer afterwards. So I actually, I think it was just like, we were on a trip one, uh, a trip one time and I noticed her using her own utensils. I kind of thought it was like quirky, but really cool. I'm, I've always been one of those people that just thinks, like when I see something quirky, it's not so much like, oh, what? It's actually like, oh, what? Like, what are you doing? This is cool. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's and she was kind of just starting I think her zero waste journey or was a little bit long it and she was explaining these sw switches she was making and I think because I just kind of looked up to her as a person I was like her art's amazing she's just a cool person she's you know using utensils and I'd never seen someone really do that I was just kind of like oh I was like where do you get this I want to get this and then that was I think kind of where it started I made that switch and I was like this feels great um because whether we the, it's a consciousness like shift so like you buy, let's say that reusable utensil set and you go out and you never have to use, you know, plastic utensils again. And then you start realizing how good that makes you feel. Yes, exactly. And I feel like a lot of people become disconnected. A lot of people are disconnected to what they're consuming because 
we've just evolved so much and it sounds kind of, I guess, like lame to say, but genuinely it's like this industrial revolution made it so that we're not working with our hands anymore. We're not like out in the earth, like trying to get our own food. Like we've evolved so much that we don't even see where our food or where our items are coming from. And so it's not until I think we go back to those origins a lot of time that we, or like, you know, like I said, I stopped use, having to use plastic cutlery and I was like, wow, I was wasting this every time and I just didn't even notice. And I think, um, and this brings me to the second point of like the, I think one of the other biggest things that really, um, I guess, triggered my, like almost like awakening towards like conscious consumerism was I was doing this art essay and basically we went around this gallery and it transformed all these old tiny photos into new ones and there was this one photo that there was this one painting that was basically these um like this husband and wife and they had this kind of whole feast before them that I guess they had harvested and then it had transformed into an image of basically yeah husband and wife and they had all these like metro bags like you know grocery bags and like everything was wrapped up everything around them and so I had to write an essay and I was like I don't know what to write about and then I basically started talking about how we're just so disconnected from what we eat and honestly it sounds so weird it was something as simple as that that made me start to become at the time vegetarian and then eventually vegan Mm -hmm. because I was like oh my god like in my head I was like you know a chicken strip like I knew it obviously came from a chicken but it really like (laughs) awakened something in me where I was like the same chicken from a farm is the same chicken strip and I could just not unsee it. Even when we talked about money, like tapping the card yeah. and then out of sight, out of mind, same yeah. thing as like the food on our plate. Um, it's the disconnect. And then it like that disconnect creates a disconnect within us. And I really feel like more fulfilled as a person knowing that like what I see in front of me, like I can trace it back. Eating more plants is literally the most single most effective way an individual can um, lower their carbon footprint and I really do think you know with anything in life it's like yes uh, for example with eating veggies I or like eating vegan I can trace things back um, I'm not obviously going to always know <laughs> where exactly it was grown or where it came from but there's things I can do to be better and make yeah more more ethical and sustainable choices just assuming here that we're talking to kind of you know the people that are nitpicking (laughs) people's like ethical choices if that makes sense I do agree with what you were saying though where it the same thing about money was honestly the same thing about consumerism that's why in the beginning I was like I could spiral into 20 different things (laughs) because everything is kind of I find yeah once you start engaging in some sort of conscious practice it genuinely does ripple throughout your life it's pretty um it's pretty amazing where you start doing things and you're like this kind of feels like the other thing I definitely find yeah a very close comparison is the money and mindset shift with the conscious consumerism shift mm-hmm. and um I feel like I yeah I really want to be mindful when having the money conversation because there is obviously a privilege and accessibility to it um however if we you know, for people that are in that privileged position and have that accessibility, I do think that, you know, this, a lot of people I find are focused on 
we see it online or in general all the time is like, how can I, like, I can help you make like 20K in your small business or I can help you like do this. And these are like, you know, everyone's focused on how to make more money rather than how to spend their money wiser. Mm -hmm. I, I think that took me a while to realize that, you know, we're just ingrained with like work, work, work all the time and make a bunch of money. But the thing is, I find with the more, it's a weird thing where I think we're taught to try and make more money or try to work harder rather than to be more mindful with where we're at now. Because as we get busier and work harder and try to make a bigger income to suffice our lifestyle choices that are probably evolving with that and we're spending more money, we actually begin to get busier and not have time to make these slower choices. Like, you know, it's, like I said, with the, let's say the wicker shelf, you say, oh, I don't see anything near me secondhand, so I'm just going to get it. And you just don't want to put any, like, you don't want to wait because everything's just so go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Whereas instead, um, I feel like if people focused on genuinely, yeah, putting their money, whether you're tapping a card, which feels very disconnected, or literally handing cash to someone, is like understanding that you worked for that, that income to make that income you put energy into your work Mm -hmm. so that you could you know make that income and now you're going to go spend it so you could give it to someone who's like trying to fuel their dream or is doing something you genuinely believe in whether you're more aligned with let's say zero waste practices or vegan practices or you're aligned with just people who are out there literally making their own business when you put it towards things like that, you can usually look at the item and be like, oh, I didn't buy this off Amazon and I feel kind of gross. Like, it's like the utensils thing. I don't feel gross about it. You're like, oh, I actually feel like I just contributed to someone who's just like me, who's going to build a dream and that's going to come right back to me. Yeah. I don't, it's, it literally is karma. It's, it's so weird. And I find actually with that conscious mindset change, I've actually begun to feel better spending more. And in a weird way, I find I get it right back yeah because I think the way I respect another person or respect their time and energy it's it literally comes back to me it's like if you treat a person poopy they're you're probably gonna get treated poopy back so you might as well um you know become slow down become more conscious it's not about making more money it's actually about having an income that you can live off of comfortably but maybe yeah maybe you just don't buy as many clothes and um actually I feel like I'm spiraling in 20 different ways but the one thing I really want to touch on is um seeing happiness as almost like this bone how I was saying at the beginning about my business and saying like I feel like a lot of times people chase happiness or chase an income almost like it's this bone it's like we'll be happy once we you know get that job or once I make this much money in my business once I once I launch my business once I move once I finish school once I get this item of clothing but every single time we base happiness is almost like this bone we've thrown we've and we've got into it someone's already thrown another bone and I feel like we don't end up appreciating that accomplishment as much and through slowing down I've actually learned myself that I don't think I ever want to be a big business I always want to be small because mm-hmm. I know that's genuinely more sustainable And I know that will allow me more time to live my life while making an income that at least I can, you know, pay the bills and still, you know, treat myself every now and then to things. I'm not, I'm human, but it's a, it's a balance. I like that because it kind of ties into like just gratitude mindset in general. And again, you know, that filters into every aspect of life. 
and if we're feeling like grateful and abundant then we're going to we're not going to feel the urge to like spend as quickly and a lot of the time when we have that urge and there's like this pressure that we put on ourselves then we also don't typically buy into like quality products either yeah <laughs> that's another thing there's kind of a misconception as well about like it always being more expensive but if people are buying a certain item they don't they don't think of like how long the item will actually last them yeah. and if we know where we're getting it from then usually yeah. there's again been energy and devotion and work put into creating the product which yeah. pretty much equates to higher quality so yeah. it's kind of an interesting little wake up yeah. call that i've had as well yeah. Yeah, we associate things with a higher price tag to be like, this will last me longer, or like we, we try to make it more practical. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, in some cases, it's true, but it, there's just, I find so many, I think one of, if I could kind of like eliminate, one of the few things I would eliminate from the world is this like fast pace, like we always want more, we always want more money or like, you know, um, like more items or something like that, that we feel like that's where the quality of life or quality of a product comes from. But in, in actuality, yeah, when we shift our mindset to not be like, oh, I'm going to make more money so that I can spend more money to like, um, no, I'm going to make something that, yeah, a lot, like have a better work-life balance so that I can live my life while still providing and paying the bills. Um, but I also will feel good about what I'm spending because I'll actually buy things that I genuinely, you know, need. And also, yeah, there's going to be a few things you want, like clothing and stuff like that when you might have enough clothing. Like, we're not perfect. It's just about, I think, it, it is really just a shift. And I think the best way I can encourage this to anyone or, like, make this more practical is that, yeah, if there's something that, you know, you're looking at and you're saying, like, I wish this was different or... Um, I kind of want to change this just kind of going for it because that one small thing whether it's you know your equivalent to my essay and realizing that i want to just like yeah switch the meat thing or if it's your version of you know getting utensils it really does spark this big shift where you start it's just usually things we're disconnected from and then once we kind of reconnect we're like oh my god how did i you know i know you know what i mean i feel like everyone also can relate to that happiness existing in this like outcome or this product and then getting in and be like oh it's actually gonna bring me that much happiness yeah and once you really understand it I think things start to click more and you start to align more energy and time to something else but it can be uncomfortable because it's a, a mind change a mind shift change but it does get easier the more you embrace it I think it's like interesting how conditioned we are to feel powerless in like the actions that we take or can take like even if you think of um I don't know, the, like the power that we can, we can kind of almost take back in a way. Like a lot of people just aren't even aware because of how conditioned we are that they do have the ability to make some choices. If, if again, acknowledging if you're privileged enough and in a position to be able to do that. But there are a lot of things, like little tiny steps that we can take. And it's not a negative, like inconvenient thing. I think we can reframe it to be like, this is really exciting and really empowering. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also think it's cool, like talking about being a conscious consumer, you also talk about taking a moment to almost like value yourself and the money that you put energy and work into making. Yeah. So it kind of like when you think of what being a conscious consumer means, 
how would you even define it? Like there's so many things that make there's up. There's so many things. It, it's, it's almost as simple, but as complex of being genuinely connected and attached to what you're, what you're consuming not even just in terms of like what you're buying, but literally what you're exposing yourself to in terms of like any sort of energy, money, uh, what you're watching on TV, the people you're around, stuff like that. Um, It really is just a matter of being connected to it and then asking yourself how it feels. And if that is a feeling that's coming externally or internally, if that makes sense, because anything that's an external like I said, I'll be happy once I achieve this or once this happens, it, it usually stems from something that's internal that needs to be adjusted rather than something you're going to gain outside of you and that will, will solve it. But it's mm-hmm. just so interesting how if we look inwards and we kind of start to resolve some things within us that say, like, I'm not enough, I don't have enough, I don't look good enough. Yeah, um, or I don't have enough money to spend money on this. And I feel like we're really easy. It's really easy for us to un- undervalue the bigger price tags that come from like, let's say a smaller business versus um, Amazon, because yeah, like I said, it's like one person doing absolutely everything versus like a factory made. Yeah. Reality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, this is, I think, I think the first step is, is awareness and then also like just more conversation about it. And, and just being open-minded enough to be ready to learn and explore because there's so much to unpack in, in every way. Um, but knowing that like we can hold each other accountable and it can be a really supportive, empowering thing. And we can actually just celebrate more 